Hello and good morning, recruits. GM, GM. Welcome back to the M00M Resistance. You are listening to M00M Theater on the Air. I'm your founder and host, Geographic, and this is Episode 8, Chapter 8, Status World. Chapter 8, Episode 8, Status World. The entire surface of Status World was built of OLED screen technology that displayed imagery, textures, and animations. Those chipped with clarity had an additional augmented view that gave the hotel an extra visual cachet, making it look like the casino was floating and existing alone on the edge of the galaxy. Stunning chipped women with short skirts made of silver reflective sequins welcomed the arriving patrons utilizing MindLink. The sad reality was, for the chipped, the already perceptually beautiful women were augmented further to look even more quote-unquote beautiful and or to match the exact visual fantasy of each customer. To Goldstar, the entire sight was a sickness. To her, these poor girls were more like beautiful, emotionless, and hopeless mannequins with all of their true feelings that they would never even truly know being suppressed by the chip. They stared at her with dead eyes as they transmit a welcome message via MindLink that she would never be aware of. Status World was huge. She had already walked close to top speed for 25 minutes following the holographic floating signs that provided direction to Supper Club. She was interrupted by a man wearing an expensive suit with his status symbol on his sleeve in the form of a blank Augmentar Piguet watch. He faced off looking at her, mind-linking. He was certainly good-looking, and she was lightly intrigued. He continued staring, waiting for a response. She blinked, batting her eyelashes, and gave a get-out-of-my-way look back at him. But that didn't fend him off. Instead, he spoke with his mouth and clearly had practice. I've been looking all around Status World for the perfect companion, and I can't remember the last time I saw a woman as beautiful as you. (laughs) Thanks? She caught herself a bit flattered. No need to thank me yet, because after I show you how this night really ends, you'll thank me after. Because not only will it be great, but I fully intend to make you mine forever. She didn't know whether to be disgusted or to allow herself to slip into some type of sci-fi fairy tale. But no, she knew better. She knew the purpose of status world for the upper-class fate shipheads. I can tell this is something special because you made me use my real lips to speak. That's rare these days, the sophistication of a bygone era. She put on a character in return to blend in. Well, darling, you've got that right. I don't usually reply to anyone with my mouth. I'll tell you what, I've got a friend I need to meet right now at supper club. So, give me that time alone with her, and afterwards maybe we'll see what me being yours forever feels like. The man was stunned. If a clarity chip could explode, killing him instantly, he probably would have died from shock. She felt gross putting on the act, but knew it had to be done to get him out of the way. Ooh, I like you more and more with each passing moment. I kind of run things over at supper club. I'm a big deal. One of the partners. How about when you're done with your business, you join my table at Speakeasy so you can let loose? It's the secret back room. Just walk towards and directly through the large white rabbit sculpture. My table floats and the drinks are free. Oh, maybe I'll see you there. She said, 
with the tonality of her voice playing into whatever disgusting fantasy the high-rolling chiphead had envisioned. She leaned in a bit, leaving him with a kiss on the cheek, brushed past him, and kept walking. I need mouthwash or a drink, but the drinks here aren't even real. The things I'm gonna do for this crazy fucking mission. She continued, shaking her head as she approached the entry and guest list stand for supper club. The hostess immediately spoke from her mouth to greet, which was unusual for someone within the fake clarity system. Hey doll, welcome to SC. I'm your host, Hannah, and I've been expecting you. We've got a very special menu item tonight. The chef's finest escargot. Hannah paused. Goldstar kept quiet, surprised that the main person managing the door was secretly unchipped. Goldstar, right? There's a ladies' room down the hall to your left, in the third stall, on the right. There's an air fresher unit that emits fragrance once every three minutes on a timed cycle. Allow for three full cycles to pass, and on the third, you'll see a green light glow under the unit. When that happens, say, Sergey, out loud, take a seat on the toilet and just wait. Wait, what? Just wait? <laughs> on the toilet? And why, Sergey? You'll see. Just do it. She explained, and then resumed back to her formal welcome script. Thanks so much for joining us for dinner at SC Silver City's finest luxury dining experience. She made her way down the hall as the OLED walls displayed stars and speakers overhead played tranquil ambient music. The third stall on the right was empty just as promised, so she shut herself inside and looked at the small fragrance unit that lay flush with the wall. The first splash of scent filled the air. Lavender and lemongrass with a deeper note, something like sandalwood or oak. She glanced at her phone and counted three additional minutes. The second splash, and then the final splash. And just as the hostess had promised, a small green light beneath the unit blinked. Sergey? She said, continuing to follow the instructions carefully while sitting down on the closed toilet seat. She wasn't sure what was happening, but suddenly felt a slight wee elevator sensation in her chest as if she was descending downwards. With a noise like an airlock door bursting open, the bathroom door swung open automatically and she perked up. Ah, you must be Goldstar from the BBS. Yeah, that's me. And you must be Sergey. You like that I named Password after myself? Most people do. Welcome to Night Shift Arms Outpost, Silver City. The room she found herself in was a fully encased metal vault. The type of vault you would expect to find in a bank, or, come to think of it, the type of vault you would expect to find underneath a casino. I flip little plastic remote guy up and click red button. Guns come out of walls. <laughs> she was impressed. Actually, sorry. My wife Anya click button and guns come out of walls. She has the button. Very important to remember. Always give wife the button. A short blonde woman approached from around the corner. She looked like she could have been one of the perfect women of status world, but with a little bit of a gnarlier undertone. You could tell she was the one with the button. Anya looked Goldstar in the eyes, making sure she knew who was boss, flipped the plastic safety cover open, and clicked the button. 
The walls spun around, revealing a secret compartment with hundreds of weapons. Guns, knives, grenades, tactical gear, and everything else one would need to build a small army or lead a revolution. It's nice to meet you both. I really appreciate you trusting me enough to show me your stash. Very impressive. We don't need trust. If there's a problem, we solve with these guns. How much you have to spend? Uh, I have three ETH, and I need at least one for food and water, so... Two ETH? She said as she shrank with shyness sizing up the arsenal that surrounded her. So you make a message asking for escargo with only three ETH to spend? Two ETH is like only one weapon. I wouldn't have opened impressive murder cabinet if I knew that was the budget. Yep, I read you loud and clear, Sergei, but I didn't ask to see the murder cabinet. <laughs> Unfortunately, you must leave now. Well, honey, if she's feeling lucky, she could gamble her way to more weapons. She is in the beautiful Silver City, after all, where dreams come true. He suggested, as if it was his actual desire all along. <laughs> Look, I, I definitely didn't intend to offend you both, and I really do need at least three of your best guns. So what's this gambling my way to the top thing you're mentioning? You can also think of us as casino chip loan brokers. Unchipped people come to us when they need poker chips, and in exchange for Ethereum, we give them chips. Nice. I was hoping to find someone who would do this. I knew this was going to work out. Goldstar exclaimed, holding her hand up to Anya for a high five. Piat five, I don't do this high five. You should know, this arrangement is highly leveraged. You give us all three of your Ethereum, we give you 9,000 Fate coin worth in casino chips. It's a three to one ratio. You take chips, you gamble, you have party time, and you come back to us with your winnings. We take 20% off top and 20% of your winnings, and we give you your ETH back. But if you lose, we keep all your ETH, and you owe us monthly payments with additional 20% interest until it's paid off. So just like Casino, Anya and Sergey always win. That sounds like a fairly horrible deal, but I also need it. Do you guys mind if I quickly call my partners to make sure they're good with it? Take time. Back at the container, Moom's eyes bounced up and down with joy as he received Goldstar's call, putting her face up directly on the shipping container wall next to his own. He coughed multiple times before speaking flamboyantly. <coughs> Gold, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah, me too. You seem to be having a great time. Oh, I truly am. All I can think about are the crimson sunsets of Guam and for whatever reason, I can't suppress my hunger and desire for a giant bucket of Guamelian Doritos. Sounds lovely, but I'm short on time. Kev, where you at? Right here, what it do? So, turns out the password for securing weapons is Sergey, but that's not the point. We don't have enough ETH to buy anything unless I borrow money from Sergey and some gang he's part of called Night Shift. The dude's name is Sergey? And get this, his wife is Anya. And he's a Russian arms dealer? Stereotypes. Sometimes they're true. What's the ratio and percentage to borrow the chips? It's 3 to 1 with the 20% fee. And if we don't return their money fully, they take all of our ETH. And then we owe them monthly installments until the rest is paid back. At 
an additional 20% interest rate. So basically, yeah, for the rest of our lives. So what you're telling me is we need to start our OnlyFans. Sergey and Anya must be living good. Take the chips and go find a high-energy fraps table. The odds there are the best of any game. Get in, get money, get out. I mean it. You usually win the most within the first hour, and then it's all downhill from there. I'm going to shoot you some basic instructions on how to play and step up to the table like you've been doing this for years. Great. It's settled. Because right now, the plants on the ground outside the container are talking to me, and they're profoundly insightful, and there's so much more I can learn from them. Huh? What are you talking about? Don't mind him. He's enjoying some of Earth's finest herbal exotic remedies. Great job, Mission Commander. The call ended. So, we have deal or what? Deal. I'm transferring the ETH now. Anya, get out of the chips. Anya pressed another button on the remote, and a drawer slid open. She picked up nine tokens, each one representing 1,000 fate coin. She shook them back and forth gently, and a hologram emit upward from the center of the chip displaying its value along with the Fate Corporation logo. You shake them, and then you head them to dealer. If dealer stays you down to mildly asking questions, just take a drink and make funny scene. They used to junk idiots. Oh, thank you. I'll be back with your money. So, uh, how do I get out of here? Easy squeezy. Sit on toilet and use flush button. Sergei replied, giving off a sense that he felt it was incredibly obvious. Right, of course. And with the flush of the toilet, she was beamed back up to supper club and was ready to hit the fraps tables.